Welcome to The Spicy Life uh, with Cinnamon and Ginger. Hey. Hey. (laughs) You'll get to know our voices. I'm Ginger. And I'm Cinnamon. And um, we're glad to have you guys. We're glad to be here. Yep. What's this about? Why are we here? Uh, Why are we here? Um, So... We have a very interesting um, origin story, and spicy life is like, uh, to me, Mm -hmm. my definition of a spicy life is, you know, you have your regular things, like you work, you raise kids, you're married, or not married. Those are like the basics Mm -hmm. of life. But Mm -hmm. then there's these other things like travel and restaurants yeah. They give me and that relationships, relationships, the the experiences in the relationships yeah, yeah. that make my life so spicy mm-hmm. and, and delicious, like in delicious. And you know, when I think about people, it's very just salt and pepper, salt and pepper every yeah. day. And my life is turning into like a paprika, uh, yeah, ginger, Tony Sashery's. That's right. That's the way I like it. <laughs> I like a hot Miss Dash. <laughs> like very, yeah. It's life is getting very interesting and. Especially after 30, my life is turning into um, not what my parents told me it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the points of um, bringing this to you guys. We have learned a lot. We yes. feel like we've lived through a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. Interesting perspectives because we are not salt and pepper. We are definitely not salt and pepper. <laughs> so that was our focus. We wanted to kind of, I don't know, come from an educational sort of way. I don't, I just feel like nobody helped me. Like I didn't have anybody I could look to and learn from. I don't even know if I was willing to learn from anybody. So probably just had not to, from this stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. not from the stuff that. So it's like I giving you guys a heads up. I mm-hmm. don't know. Yep. So you don't miss anything. And I guess we'll, we'll discover. And as we discover, we'll discuss adulting, womanhood, and relationships relationships different perspectives different perspectives we're gonna hit on race we have to hit on we race. have to hit on race yes because yeah. it's, it's a part of the spice that i was kind of blindsided with mm-hmm. especially with my personal experience mm-hmm. so okay well um let's explain the format this is our pilot episode so we have decided since it's spicy life mm-hmm. that we're gonna go with a menu yeah every every episode's gonna be a menu and so our menu will include an appetizer mm-hmm. where we basically just um cover our topic for today and then our meat and potatoes will be our uh, whatever our topic is and we'll go into depth, depth and yeah. you know really get the bulk of what we're talking about yeah. and then for dessert just a pleasurable experience. Yeah. I mean, it may or may not relate to our meat and potatoes sometimes, you know. Or sometimes it might, or it might be one of our favorite spots or something new yeah. we're willing to discover. Um, One thing we did want to tout, though, is we're from Arkansas. Yeah. Proud of that at this Very point proud. in yeah. our lives. <laughs> Arkansas gets a bad rap it's because best. neither of us are the traditional sort Arkansas. of Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that where we are? Arkansas? I guess so. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, because we sort of grew up together, which we'll get to that in our mean potatoes. But um, there's so many places, especially Little Rock area, booming, delicious places to eat, right. nice venues. It's a beautiful state. So mm. we kind of wanted to undo the perspective, the wrong perspective that people might have. Uh, uh, our kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither of us are barefoot and pregnant. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so what is on our menu today as far as appetizer? I know that you had come up with the idea, which I don't know when you guys are going to actually listen to this podcast, but currently Mm -hmm. it's February, the Mm -hmm. beginning of February. So you had the idea of love as far as our topics through the month. Yes, for the month. I I thought it would be very important to hit on love and the different aspects of love because I know around this time, I I was conceived in this month. Were you? Yes, I was conceived on February 17th. Okay. Um, I love that you know the exact date you were yes, conceived. Yes, because I was curious about it. And so um, most of the time when people think of love, they only think of a romantic sense. Mm-hmm. And there's so, so many. many different types of love. Yeah. And yeah. since we're friends, I wanted to talk about like love and friendship. Yeah. Because like, you're really a person that I love. Yeah, same. Even though I haven't seen you every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's how Love is a spectrum. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it would be cool to cover... The different facets of love yeah. over the over and, the month. Yeah, love because that is also engulfed in relationships. So today the appetizer is friendship. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're gonna go over. Yep. Yeah. 
friendship. And friendship through the ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially pre-social media friendship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Like back when you actually had to face to face with people or like talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Three way calling and all that. Yeah. 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 So we'll yeah, talk gotcha, about that. I gotcha. Okay. So meat and potatoes. I, for our meat potatoes today, I really wanted to discuss our origin story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like in order for people to get a good foundation of what the spicy life is, you have to understand where we're coming from. Yeah. And our origin story is like. Like, we're still laughing about yeah. stuff that we did yeah. in 94. Super weird. Super weird. <laughs> I will say we are we have chosen not to use our actual names. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I want to be an adult and yeah. actually work at my job. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to be able to speak as freely as possible. However, we will tell you we're both working professional people. Mm-hmm have made something out of ourselves in life <laughs> yes. um, because a lot of the information that we are going to give or is based on experiences that we've had mm-hmm. in work profession or also personal you know personal relationships yeah so um so don't ask us what our job is <laughs> <laughs> it's relatable yeah. it's relatable like, it's, it's relatable. relatable you see these people yes we yeah. know these everybody knows these people yeah Everybody's a reflection of everybody else. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So our origin story. Um, I guess I'll start with yeah. like as much as I can remember because like this is pre-social media days. Yeah. So we met. We can't look back. Yeah. I, I know we met officially like not children meet because, you know, children could be friends and play with somebody and not even really know them. Yeah. But we met in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, 1994. Fourth we grade. Were, fourth grade. We were in the same class. Mm-hmm. And there's this infamous picture <laughs> where Ginger is, uh, you know, it really like kind of highlighted our personalities because there I was like the teacher pet. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> and then you are in the back. like I ruined force. the school photo. Yes, she, she I did. Uh, she ruined it. But it's the funniest thing because when I see your daughter, it's like. I'm yeah. looking at her and I can't even be mad at her for yeah. anything yeah. that you will tell yeah. me that she does. Okay, so just to give you a picture of me in the fourth grade. <laughs> okay. Um, five, five. The tallest. C boobs, not wearing an underwear bra. <laughs> <laughs> um, we both had boobs then? I, I, I think boobs. we did. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a full grown woman <laughs> in the fourth grade. But people tried to treat me like that and I was like still like 10 in my head yes. you know what I mean bad hair I've red hair but like I didn't even know how to brush it you know like my mom didn't help me out or anything so tallest kid in the class yes so imagine a class photo with this ghastly red-headed girl <laughs> in the middle in the back <laughs> with her eyes rolled deep into her head like I do not want to be here yes I will tell you it was planned. I don't know why I planned to do that. Like, why did I think, hey, I'm going to totally roll my eyes during the school photo. Because this is before digital cameras. This mm-hmm. is before they, they, could, back. they could not make mm-hmm. sure that she was on her best behavior. Yeah. yeah. So they came out, and I remember <laughs> our teacher pulled me in the hallway and being like, you ruined the class photo. Parents are complaining. <laughs> I don't remember if I had a punishment or not. I'm sure I cried. And at the same time, like, I don't know why we were so drawn to each other. And I, as an adult, I know why. But as children, yeah. I didn't even know why we were drawn to each other. Because mm-hmm. we are not your typical. I wouldn't say that you would put us together if you was no. to see us in a room. No. You have me. I'm a, a black woman. I identify as black. And this redheaded friend <laughs> i'm white white girl <laughs> which I, I mean obviously our spirits are drawn to each other we know yeah. that now but fourth grade um all my friends were black <laughs> um i had two white friends do you think that's because you had red hair i don't know what does that mean like you know sometimes people will be like i treat her like a redheaded stepchild and it's like <laughs> you're already picked as a, the not the typical white person or the um uh, the stereotypical type of beauty. Yeah. So, so like I'm already kind of outcasted to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And so you would be what would be considered a minority. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just found black people fascinating. <laughs> 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 like, I just remember everything because I guess it was because it was completely opposite of what I was. And that was mm-hmm. fascinating to me. So I don't know. But but I also think black people are welcoming in a way 
that sometimes um, non-black people are not. Mm -hmm. And when you are different and when you do stick out, we're more likely to welcome you in and help you embody just your true self because we know what it's like to be an outcast sometimes in social situations. So even subconsciously in the fourth grade that was happening, I'm guessing. That's crazy. I will also, I mean, you tend to group up together with some sort of commonality. Right. So I don't know if you guys were more accepting of me because, listen, I was a freak of nature. (laughs) Like literally my nickname was Jolly Green Giant. That was my nickname. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys were just more accepting of me. A couple in our group were Mm -hmm. were also womanly shaped, whereas Mm -hmm. all the other white girls were just thin little flat. I think we all had boobs. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. We maybe, all have maybe that's what connected us. Yeah. I gotta go over here with the boob group. I gotta go with yeah. the boob group. Cause yeah. To be, I guess, self conscious about your body and not even know it yeah. at such a young age. Yeah. You're gonna be with kindred spirits. So I guess that's what we did. Yeah. Um, so one of, uh, <laughs> so we met. Uh-huh. And then um, my parents were very strict. Mm hmm. So I have this friend. Which I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, a lot of people didn't know, but my parents, I came from a two parent household. So my parents are kind of strict. And you have this person who, of course, my mom saw the picture because she bought the picture. (laughs) And I'm like, um, my friend invited me (laughs) to sleep over because you ended up moving that year, didn't Mm -hmm. you? Well, okay. So we met in the fourth grade and then I moved right after fourth grade was over. So you were having this sleepover. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to beg when I say beg beg mm-hmm. my parents to let me sleep over her house they were very hesitant and I don't know why like do you think it's because we were white no that's you know my parents were in the military um my dad went to college in the town that we're from so being around white people is not foreign to us mm-hmm <clears throat> So I'm like, you know, what, what is it? And I, I just, I don't know if, you know, sometimes black parents, because of the history and trauma that happens in the black community, they were afraid of uh, what happens when black children are isolated Mm -hmm. in a household where they're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being parents, busy people with Mm -hmm. their own careers, Mm -hmm. they don't always have time to make friends outside of their normal circle either. So how I would look at it now as a parent, I would make sure that I get to know my children's parents, but they didn't have that. And yeah. it was kind of like sudden because, you know, <clears throat> parents don't always tell children what's going on. So when you told me that you were moving, but you were having a sleepover, it was like an emergency yeah. to us, yeah, but maybe not to our parents. Yeah. So I, I did actually get to come over <laughs> <laughs> and spend the night and we're having like the childhood experience. We're having the best time of our life because when you're childhood friends, all you want to do is spend time with your friends. Yep. Face-to-face time. Face-to-face time. At least that's how it used to be anyways. Yes, yeah, very intimate, very, very important too because when you're discovering yourself, your parents don't discover themselves with you. Mm-hmm. You do that with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so we're at the sleepover. I think we painted nails. We did like all the stereotypical stuff. We tried to stay up late. <laughs> but the next morning, <laughs> my dad was at your house mm-hmm. at like seven. Like he woke us up yeah, to come pick me up. And that's not, you know, anybody who goes to a sleepover knows that you normally don't do that. Yeah. But my parents were like, yeah, we're coming to get you a ASAP because you can't be over these people's house all day. Yeah. Laying up because, you know, typical black house Saturday morning means that you're getting up with bleach and cummit and pine salt and you're cleaning. Yeah. And you're not laying in the bed all day. You do not get to relax. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. I I know some white people like that, too. I had a friend like that. Yeah. She Murphy's Murphy oil soap. Murphy soap oil. All the furniture Saturday morning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but when my parents didn't understand, this was our only, op- this was our last opportunity to like, this was our last opportunity to have that experience yeah. where um, we were going to spend that kind of time with each other. Like yeah. they didn't know what our lives were going to be. They didn't know what paths yeah. we were going to cross. And yeah. so I'm like, how? How? I was angry. I'll, I'll put yeah. it like that. I was angry. Yeah. Because I was like, how could you just take me away from my friend? Yeah. What was that summer like for you? Um, you know, typical child stuff. I cried a lot, yeah. but 
Why was we so dramatic? I don't know. So dramatic. I don't know. It just hurt. It just hurt so bad because I moved from. I'm not going to say predominantly black school, Mm. but I mean it like a high population to a a place in the country where there were no black people. Mm -hmm. Like I'd never even heard the N word until I moved like to my new school. Right. And it was like rednecks, which I'd never even been around rednecks. Like I didn't even know what that was, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was like, bam, culture shock. But I didn't have any friends either, you know, and I wasn't like anybody else. Mm -hmm. So that was a hard summer for me. Right. I cried myself to sleep a lot. And then you, um, and we were friends before social media, before transparency with parenthood too. So it's not like I could call you. Yeah. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. I, I, I don't think write. we had the wherewithal to like give each other phone numbers mm-hmm. or addresses because we could have like wrote letters, yeah. like sad letters. Like, like I would have done that. I would have done that. But I didn't have a way to contact you because we were, f- we were fucking 10 years old. We didn't think about, <laughs> you know, the, the, like, I don't know, like I don't know. I never moved before. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And I've moved several times, but I didn't know it was going to be that intense. And of course, like, you know, me being me, I'm a military child. So, well, you know, I'm a adult, but I'm still a child or whatever. Um, <laughs> like being a child that has moved a lot, like you learn to cope with it, but mm-hmm. it's not always in the healthy ways. So I think after that summer, I made friends and I had friends, but I wasn't really that deep into friendship because i didn't want to feel that hurt anymore yeah Yeah. does that make sense yeah totally yeah so we went through yeah school everything um the beginning of college which is crazy um i was in what's called arkansas girl state which is like the um like where they take the cream of the crop of all high schools the highest achievers and they go to can i say your college name yeah they we would um meet at harding university and which is the area that i moved to crazy yeah um not only would we meet i went to arkansas girl state for six years that means um you were in the vicinity for six years and i had no idea most definitely wow and i even had a a harding keychain all the way up until last year Mm -hmm. that is crazy because I, I mean, I, I didn't live in that town. I went to that college, but I lived like on the outskirts of that town. So mm-hmm. it's like I wouldn't have, you know, like been going there or like. But we had to go it. to the Walmart. Yeah. Um, I can't. Oh I was God. on your How college campus. How crazy would that have been if that, we would like ran into I would have lost it. Yeah. Like I would have lost it. Yeah. Like, because it's just friends know friends. It, yeah. I, I told uh, Ginger, I was like, um, it was a very like color purple moment when we finally <laughs> saw each other in, in person we're like we're running through the fields of flowers and we want to play patty cake because you, we want to pick up where we left off in our friendship but we're yeah. adults now yeah and so like um through the college experience then came social media yeah yes yeah, so okay so we have not really communicated at all since 1994 yeah um 2006 is when i got my first facebook account Mm -hmm. and myspace on the same day (laughs) and i remember like figuring out facebook and setting up my profile and you were the first person that i looked up Mm -hmm. to be friends with right and it was weird because that's at that time people were still adding their real friends like people that they actually knew yeah yeah and so we've navigated adulthood being social media friends but not mm-hmm. in because that was 2006 friends. and it's currently 2019 that's 13 years of friendship mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cultivated via online and then i mm-hmm. look up and we're like literally the same person <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird okay so i will tell you how we got back into contact 2017 started a podcast didn't really go anywhere um, it was about relationships called the most fucked up relationship <laughs> and it's a great concept. Yes. Guess what? Nobody wants to do it because mm-hmm. nobody wants to be that vulnerable to get on mic and talk about the most fucked up relationship they've ever been in. So got about three episodes under, but I had made a post. I think it was on Instagram mm-hmm. about it and you DM'd me. Yep. And the, the crazy thing about it, I moved to Little Rock in 2012. Mm-hmm. When did you move to this area? Because we both live in central Arkansas. Mm, I'm so bad with dates. <laughs> oh my God. Um, 2012. Yeah. April 2012. And so I, I moved, moved to August. this area. So what's crazy is um, where you currently live now, 
I used to live like five minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. And my cousin lives right down the street. So, like, I turned down the street to come to your house. We were just orbiting around each other. Yes. Like for this, years. This, all this time, still in the same vicinity, still, like, mm-hmm. crossing paths. Um, and I have this weird theory. Like, I know we were on Harden Campus at the same exact time. Probably. Like, I have no I doubt. I literally lived just, like, a street off of Harding Campus. I have so. no doubt that we were on the same campus like, at the same time when i went to school there but yeah <laughs> yeah like i or probably in walmart at the same time probably or at walmart at the same time just and as adults because i um because i live so close i went to bryant walmart i didn't go to baseline walmart shut up ain't that crazy that's crazy like that's crazy yeah and before i even moved up here I would always stop in the Bryant Target. I would stop. This is like what's comfortable to me because it's the halfway point between where I'm from and mm-hmm. being in Little Rock when I would come up here to like kick it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like still, even though we didn't meet, re-meet each other, we were in the same vicinity. Yeah. I yeah. know it. Like, yeah. Which is, yeah. it blows my mind. So you DM'd me. Yes. Um, about a topic. And you showed up at my house. <laughs> Do you? Rem- I just remember us, like you got out of your car mm-hmm. and I opened my front door and we just like stared at each other. Yep. And like laughed. Yep. Yeah. It's like. It was like we just couldn't, uh, it's like speechless moment for me. Very color purple-ish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. like, I know this person, but now it's the adult version of this person. Yeah. So like, and you know, with social media and stuff now, it's like people think they know somebody because they you know see them post their life or they might mm-hmm. see them post their children mm-hmm. but it's like i knew you before all of that yeah and i hadn't like l- like laid eyes on you very yeah. like black woman term i ain't laid eyes on you yeah. in a while yeah. and it's just like there's my friend <laughs> I, kept, I got i took a picture of us i sent it to my mom and i was like you ruined our lives but <laughs> 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 he tore us apart, but he was my friend to be as adults. So like, yeah. oh. And whenever I said something to my dad, like, and he, like, I was like, so excited. He's like, well, who was that? And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> like, like, it was just this moment. Like, I felt like a slap in the face. And he was like, I mean, like, I don't know. You had a lot of friends. That was a long time ago. And I was like, that was such a profound moment for me and yeah. such an important friendship. So for my dad to like be like, well, who was that? You know? And I'm like, oh my God, that was the worst summer of my fucking life. It ruined my life. <laughs> ruined my whole entire childhood life. Yeah, yeah. Where we thought life and, was over yeah. at the time. And you're just like, oh, oh, you know, and I showed a picture. He's like, oh, I think I remember. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then our childhood selves don't look like our adult self, but they still do. They still do. Yes, yeah, yeah. We still really, really look like our yeah. childhood selves. So yeah. it's like, I came to your house and... While we're doing the podcast, your husband is kind of like looking at me and looking at you. And I've never heard this podcast, but like I could tell it was different than maybe some of the other episodes that you did. Because uh-huh. she was like, I didn't expect you to go into that kind of. Well, I think we figured out we were kindred spirits because you <laughs> deemed us wonder twins yes. after that. Yes. Because I am not used to people. I'm not going to say being on my level. That's not what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. it's like. Things that I know as common knowledge that other people don't know as common knowledge. I am when I meet someone who that is their same common knowledge and mm-hmm. they are talking to me in the same terms. And I'm like, oh, my God. So there were so many things that we had in common that we knew, you know, and just our our understandings of things. So it it, it was just I don't know. It was so crazy. So and it flowed like, so well because I'm like, oh, my God, we're the same person. Yes. Like we're literally the same person. Like, yeah. But then not literally like we don't have the same personality type, like we haven't been through the same things, but we're like still the, still same, the same person. person. Yeah, we're still so the same person. We're a reflection of each other. We are a reflection yeah. of each other. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I came for the episode. Um and then what was next? I had a vision board party that mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. came to my vision board party. Yes. My first experience in an all black population as a white person. <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't know if you know, but Cersei is like 95% white. It's probably like 97. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not. So, high. how was that experience for you? Fine. I mean, I got there early before you. I got a little bit nervous because, mm-hmm. like, you, yeah, I remember something happened. You had to, like, go back and forth or something like that. It was fine. 
And it's crazy because then you invited me to your Christmas party yeah. the very next year, uh-huh. and which was just this past uh, Christmas. And I had a similar experience because I, <laughs> I was the only <laughs> black person at the Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, and there were, what, like 30 people? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is so get out. Yeah. <laughs> people are talking to me about random sports. Oh, my God. So, obviously, I was drinking a lot. Okay. I had I had to drink. Um, well, I didn't have to drink, but I was going to drink. But <laughs> I remember when you got here, I was super excited. Mm-hmm. And I walked you up to my dad, who, like, didn't remember, you know, <laughs> And I was like, this is zebra. And I swear to God, I swear to God, the first words out of his mouth was something about Obama. Yes. (laughs) And I just remember being like, oh, my God. Just because she's black, you don't talk to her about Obama. And and the crazy thing about it, I I don't have to explain to people, but when you're in conversation with people, because that's my occupation, I have to tell people, like, I don't always agree with Obama politics. And they look at me like I'm an anomaly because as a black person, I would expect you to be pro Obama mm-hmm. and so it's like er, like record really stopped because I was like yeah I don't I don't really care for Obama and he was like <laughs> I don't have anything else to talk to you about then I don't even know what to say I don't now. even know what to yeah. say I was like, yeah. okay, let me he was very drunk and he had the weirdest mustache <laughs> remember he had like the decorations in yes. his in his Fu Manchu yes. yeah yes. my dad's a trip so funny though. yeah but you I remember you saying you made it a point to do what that <laughs> night? Because <laughs> we had, I mean, everybody was white, but they were different, obviously, like different people. Different facets yeah. of whiteness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you told me you're like, I made it a point to talk to every Most person definitely. at the party. Because one thing that I learned at um, Harding University when I was at Girl State, um, because the, the numbers in Girl State, normally it's a thousand girls. And out of the thousand girls, it's less than a hundred black girls. Mm-hmm. And what we learned, we were meeting people from towns in Arkansas you had never heard of before. And a lot of people, white people, never get the opportunity to actually have a conversation with um, with a person of color or with a black woman who is from where they're from, but with a totally different experience than they've had. And so I made it a point to talk to everybody, call everybody by their name, um, just be, I guess, the best version of myself, which is a representation of black people to some people, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one of your your friend's wives was uh, pregnant, Mm -hmm. and her baby is due on March 17th. I, I have, like, a crazy memory. And so I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, you know, my parents' anniversary was there. You know, I have Irish ancestry. And she kind of looked at me and she was like, Meh. You got Irish Because <laughs> she said she had Irish ancestry. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, you know, we can connect in different ways that mm-hmm. traditionally we're not taught that we could. Mm-hmm. And so I always take it as an opportunity as not necessarily the token black person, but as a black person who is often in predominantly white spaces yeah. to you have this gift <laughs> it's a gift <laughs> but it's also very funny because i have to not carry anger with me yeah i have to make sure that i use that opportunity to make connections with people because mm-hmm. i think that's something that we're very we miss out on a lot because of yeah. how we were raised and we're living in a society where um we're no longer going to be the like my parents my parents met each other when they were 16 and we kind of stay in the same area of the state, but I'm a global traveler and I meet people from different areas of life so much. And I can't afford to just have a closed minded mm-hmm. sense of self mm-hmm. or, you know, how I think about white people. And, you know, of course, I don't have a problem with white people, but sometimes I can understand where um, you can have misinformation. Yeah. And so, I, you know, that's kind of why we wanted to do this podcast, too, because it was like. It's so much misinformation yeah. and like, how would you know that? Just I'd, assumptions and yeah. jumping to conclusions and the only basis you have is the movie you saw or the, I don't know, social media post you saw or whatever. So one of your other friends, um, we were playing games and stuff and we were just like laughing and having conversation. And one of the other, I'll say party guests, one of the other party guests, he made a reference to like, I think it was like red hot chili peppers or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, what you know about that? And he was like, cause I started quoting like a lyric and he was like, 
how do you even know that? Black people don't know <laughs> about red hot chili peppers. And I said, because, I mean, you know, white culture is kind of the default. And so what I have to offer or what I know are uh, artists that I might like might be not something that's common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. But you might enjoy it. Well, I mean, it's just this like cultural bias. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you call like a cognitive bias or a cultural bias where you have these subconscious bias that you're not even aware? That's like, yeah. I'm not racist, but you have I a subconscious response. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I, and it, it, it happens automatically in our brain. Sometimes I was watching some show. The other, I think it was the doctors or something like that. And had like a spiritual guru on there. He's a black male. Mm-hmm. OK, whatever. I'm watching it. And he said something. Something was said. And he goes, well, I only listen to country music. So I don't know about that. And my brain, not even my conscious brain, my subconscious brain goes, why is he listening to country music? Off top. Let me <laughs> let me just let you know something. So where we grew up is a, a very small town. The predominantly black radio station that's known all over the state mm-hmm. did not play in my room. So guess what I had to listen to? Country music. Country music. <laughs> so I am. Well, I Power am, 92 Jams played really perfect in my room. See, that's, <laughs> so. Maybe that's why we are. We are. <laughs> and I refused to listen to country music. Why? I was so upset about moving. Just like. It was out. Rascal Flats. It was a Rascal <laughs> Flats lyric. That's what it was. <laughs> and I love Rascal Flats. I, I still is hard for me to listen to country music. Are you serious? I don't. I like. I will do like the deep bluesy, like bluegrass stuff. But I can't listen. To, I just don't. I think I know it's just this preconceived. I was so pissed about moving to the country in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you took me away from all my friends, away from any brown people. Yeah, like for miles. And brown people are like blankets. Like we're so, <laughs> we're so warm and cozy. <laughs> so it's like I, it was a, such a culture shock. I just refused to do anything southern and so i wouldn't listen to country music i wouldn't go to rodeos i wasn't gonna dress like this i wasn't i wasn't gonna be that because i was so mad that i got forced (laughs) into that situation (laughs) took me away from all my black friends (laughs) i will not be friends with you people (laughs) and so that's crazy to me because i would have took it as an opportunity to immerse myself in i I don't really want to say white culture because there's like all this talk on um you know i listen to a lot of people but sometimes white culture is associated with hate mm-hmm. and I don't find that to be always true because I've been able to navigate both spaces. And so like, I love those things. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff that you, you shy away from, I love. And that's what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I'm, if you were to look at us and see us, you wouldn't pick me to be the person that loves country music. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's an anomaly, I know. Anomaly. I know. But that is just, I mean, it's just a testament to we assume and jump to conclusions. We have this cultural bias or just cognitive bias. When we meet someone that they are this particular way yeah. and they're not, you have to get to know them to do that part. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this and, is our, this is our friendship now. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, like, I just came back from Mexico and like a lot of the people that were on the trip with me were ordering food that um, you can get where you're from like kfc and domino's and pizza hut like i ate pizza hut one day because i was just you know i need to go back to reality (laughs) but i took it as an opportunity to only eat local food yeah i'm the same way and that's crazy i want to immerse myself in whatever you have to offer do you feel like uh, a hesitation to immerse yourself in uh, black culture because so many people associate that with like cultural appropriation yeah I feel like I have rules that I have to stay within because it would be offensive. Yeah, if I did it. But the crazy thing about being American is black culture is a, a foundation to a lot of things that we take a part of every single day. Yeah. And so there's so much black culture that we don't associate with black culture that is American culture. Mm-hmm. Like um, the style of dress that we have, some of the slang words that we use. Um, I told one of your um, party guests that I speak, you know, African-American vernacular English. And to some people that's slang and ebonics and it's incorrect English, but it's actually a whole entire dialect, which makes me a bilingual person mm-hmm. because I can have an articulate conversation with you. And then I can also speak AAVE. So when I meet white people, they normally try to throw in some AAVE. And it's so funny to me because I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do that because I speak the language that you speak too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it the more you meet people that are not like you, 
you can learn to navigate and learn what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Like, is it appropriate for me to reach and touch somebody's curly black hair? Maybe not so much because you're actually violating somebody's personal space. And that has nothing to do with being black or white. You're violating yeah. somebody's personal space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I just, um, I remember when I was at Harding, I had to take like a multi-cult class. And a multicultural class was that taught by black people? No, it was taught by a white man. See there, and I told you it. He went over that the first time. He was like, "We only have one black professor. He's from Africa." And, and see, a, a, a native African-born person is only different from an African American person because they were allowed to practice culture that we were not allowed to mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, he said something about, and we don't want to put this, like a multicultural class off on him just because he is black. I think that was kind of the, I don't know. I don't know. But how can you be a non diverse <laughs> person? There was a book, I guess, if you teach out of the book. Then, um, and the book is only written by yeah. people who are normally not diverse enough to know. I remember he, we had to read a book, and I can't remember the title of the book, but it, it amounted to something about what white people do that black people hate. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you that's some white people shit. That's what I said. That's and I remember shit. the hair part. That was the part I remember mm-hmm. because it talked about how it affected black women when white women would flip their hair or they would play with their hair and it was like this idea of white women rubbing their hair in their face. And I just never thought about that before because I had long hair. And but I, guess who also had long hair? Me. Yeah. I've always had long hair and I have very curly hair, but it straightens to a texture of white women. Yeah. So, so I used of, to flip my hair. It's, so it's one of those things where it's like you can read it in a book, you can see it, but somebody might take it personal and somebody might not, mm-hmm. you know, because you, and I don't really know how to explain this. You have like a safe spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I knew you previously or what, but it's like some people when I meet them, mm-hmm. I can tell they have a reserve with me just because I'm white. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I can, I feel like I have to watch what I say and do. And I'm not a person who watches what I say and do, <laughs> like ever. So it's a lot harder for me because, but it's just the whole same testament. It's like an older person, a white person might take something offensive that another older white person might not. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you just have to get to know people. Most definitely. You know. So. so. Wow. Okay, so, but mm-hmm. this is what was going to be our meat and potatoes part on the topic of friendship mm-hmm. was the differences between kid friendships and adult friendships. Yeah. So. Um, I think our childhood friendship, because we didn't have, like, the documentation that these kids have now, like social media. Yeah, we couldn't keep in touch with each other, cell phones and stuff. All that kind of stuff. We don't have text messages from our childhood. We just have our foggy memories because we've had adult lives. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um the difference for me for childhood friendship is it's very pure mm-hmm. because it's a moment of self-discovery and you're not as maybe you haven't experienced some of those hardships that do cause you to put up those walls and barriers. Mm-hmm. And like I, I've seen kids play all races, all you know, from mm-hmm. all economic backgrounds. You don't know those differences. Like I didn't know that we went to school with people who were homeless. I didn't know that we went to school mm-hmm. with people who didn't have you don't water glass. pay attention to that. No, we just we just like who we like. Yeah. And so sometimes adult friendship is more difficult because you try to associate with people who are like minded, but also um, money separates that, too, because like I have friends that want I want to travel with, but they can't afford to travel Mm -hmm. or they have children. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole different dynamic because adulting sometimes comes with responsibilities, Mm -hmm. i.e. children Mm -hmm. and so it's things like sometimes I want to like call you and be like hey let's go out yeah it's 10 p.m let's go out (laughs) yeah right now like right now like and stay out to five o'clock in the morning and because you have a different set of adult responsibilities than I do that's not really fair to you like so in our adult friendship I've only seen you five times yeah yeah we have I think today is number six today is number six yep yep and but it is I mean even my best friend that I've had for 12 years I've seen her god three times in six months or something like that and she doesn't live super far from me i have a friend who lives in this town who i graduated high school with it's the only like kind of friendship that i kept up with from high school because we're such a similar person Mm -hmm. those people drop off you know what i mean like you and i think that's why we're able to 
say that we're actually friends now is because we already experienced the separation of friendship mm-hmm. early. And so now that we're adults, I'm not mad at you because you can't yeah. be with me all the time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't get offended when we don't see each other mm-hmm. versus like in childhood. If you were to miss two weeks of school, oh you would gosh. wonder if you even had friends when you went did, back. Did I have the chicken pox before you left? I don't remember. Because we were doing like testing and I had to be gone for a week. They had to actually isolate me. Think about this. <laughs> I've been gone for a week. We didn't have cell phones, mm-hmm. phones no in internet. our rooms. No internet. Mm-hmm. I had the chicken pox in the summertime. Our, you know, the last couple of weeks of school. And then I have to come to school, but I couldn't be in the same room with y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> How sad. How sad is so this? Sad. So sad. <laughs> what kind of life is this? Well, you need that socialization when you're young, though. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're older, you don't need it as much. Like, some people need Not more than the other person. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... I can't imagine being isolated at school when you're like an early childhood sort of, you know, God, that'd be terrible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. But that is a testament. Like this is number six time uh, that was since we rekindled in 2017. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just, we have responsibilities. You can't go and do exactly Mm -hmm. when you want to go and do. You don't take it personal. Like you shouldn't. And I hate to shoot people, but you shouldn't take it personal. But some people do. Yeah. I, I know I did in my early 20s. Yeah. I did whenever people wouldn't respond to my texts and stuff. Like, I get been out of shape. And then one, I remember one ex tried to explain. He's like, I'm busy. Yeah. And I was busy, too. But I don't think I was, I was working and I was going to school. My head wasn't in it as much as, like, my head is in things now. Yeah. So now if I open up a text message that you send me and I don't have time to respond, I forget about it. It might be <laughs> days later. And it's not anything personal. But it's just the way life works sometimes. And then I... um. At my vision board parties, I always recommend that people do like a a friendship audit because you might have people from your childhood that are not serving you in your adulthood. Mm -hmm. So it's very good to kind of revisit um, what kind of like your core values, because I'm very big on core values. Um, And then the things that I like now, like it's some things that I know I want to experience with you this summer. And of course, because we're. We're being intentional about how we spend our time. Mm-hmm. We can do things that we couldn't do in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, And I mean, I it sounds kind of harsh, but it is the reality of adulthood. I came to the realization of any relationship that I have mm-hmm. needs to center around 50-50, maybe 60-40. But if it's like I'm given 70% and they're given 30 Yeah. If it's you're going through something, I got it. But if this is a regular basis, like I'm always helping you, I'm always picking you up. Mm -hmm. That's one of the relationships I just don't have the time and energy to do. I have a family. I have a job. I have responsibilities. I want someone who is on my side. You have the meat and potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) I want someone who's, I don't want to have to take care of someone. I will if I need to. Like if... Like if you or, you know, my best friend like went into like poor health or something like that. Yeah. I'm not going to like be like, I got to cut them loose. They're only giving 30 percent of this friendship (laughs) because they're in the hospital. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) But it's like some people attract wounded people. And that is their M.O. is they are constantly taking care of people. And it's like, I don't call that a friendship. No, that's a leech ship. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I guess. So here we are. Adults. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Adults as friends. But. Also, net compared to now, the relate the well the definition of friendship has very much changed. Oh, and that social is social media, and that is one of the basic miscommunication things that happen is we just don't even have the same definition of words. So when I, I say friendship, I mean something completely different than like a eighteen year old, nineteen year old now or early twenties yeah. person, like mm-hmm. because they grew up in this social media age of friendship, being friends with people for years without ever laying eyes on them actually right. in person, like face to face. And that is just beyond me. It, it blows my mind, but I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I do plan to have children one day and I don't want to hold them to the same standards as our yeah. parents did because they said that, well, you know, your, your friendships are not that important. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Because important. their friendships weren't that important. No. And, you know, my parents are first generation segregation kids. So they, you know friendship no we were trying to survive yeah yeah that that played a huge part in how they raised me because they they knew that friendship might not mean survival and some of those leechy friendships Mm -hmm. have caused people to be depressed or be 
broke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not go to work because your friend want to kick it every day mm-hmm. like I understand that but um I guess going into I, I really almost feel like I'm in my 40s already because I'm mm-hmm. doing some very 40 year old woman stuff yeah but like the next level of my life I want to be surrounded by good people yeah so yeah, we do get to pick and choose. I know sometimes whenever you're young, you don't get to pick and choose. Because mm-hmm. you I have mean, friendship because of vicinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm the luxury of picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have known this. This is one of the reasons why we're doing this show. Is, mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying like educational point of view is like, I just wish somebody would have told me this when I was younger. That friendships will evolve. You can still love somebody and not want to spend all your time with them. Yeah. And you don't need to feel bad if you can't and you don't need to sacrifice your actual responsibilities. And if that person gets upset at you because you're sacrificing your personal responsibilities, that they don't love you. Yeah. And they're not your friend. Yeah. Yep. That's so important. Yeah. So, so important. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that I didn't realize until after my frontal lobe got good and connected <laughs> in my mid 20s. Because that's when it happens, people. Yeah. You don't, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that you don't become an adult until after 25. Like, yeah. I say the same thing. R- really? 25 is, which I give guys three more years. They get 28 because they are slow growers sometimes. Yes. But if you don't know the neuroscience of it, your frontal Did lobe. Did you know that um, women have more, what is it, the white matter? It's 20% more. I believe that. I think I heard that. And so we're able to make more like actual connections in our brain Mm -hmm. than males are. So it does actually take them longer. Yeah. To cook. That's what I say. To to make their brain work. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like I work in a profession where I work with a lot of different people. And sometimes we just have to accept that people are not there yet. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the realities. Your frontal lobe is the last thing to connect. So there are things that the frontal lobe controls like impulses and decision making and all this sort of stuff that teenagers suck at they suck at it for a reason yes because their brain is not fully grown yeah so i say lovingly and if you were under 25 i'm so sorry but (laughs) that you're not a real person until you're 25 i mean just that's perfectly okay yeah yeah that's where you're actually supposed to be so it's like whenever someone under 25 says something that i think is ridiculous because i'm just like oh i don't say anything i just kind of like laugh and smile Mm -hmm. because it's like i was there too and like you know. uh, my grandma and my, my aunts, they're just like, keep living. <laughs> I can't teach you nothing. Yeah. Keep living. Yeah. I appreciate people that say stuff like that. And, I go, ah, la, 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 and right. like try to, you know, instill in you these values of stuff that, you know, like you shouldn't be exactly where you are. Like mm. you can't make your brain grow faster. Right. So. And that's love. And that's yeah. friendship. Yeah. And so, it's understanding. So I guess we're going to have dessert. Yeah. A format of our show, menu format. Menu format. Okay, so we got our appetizers, we got our meat and potatoes. I hope the meat and potatoes I hope it was, was fulfilling. Yes. It, it was, it's a delicious concept for me. Because <laughs> yeah. we're foodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then to the dessert, which is a favorite part of my meal anyways. So, sometimes I eat my dessert first. Do Did you? you know that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just, I just eat dessert for dinner. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're an adult. Too. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You do what you want. Yeah, I eat yeah. candy for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So for dessert this week, um, we went to a place yeah. called Cathead's Diner. and It's in Little Rock. It's in Little Rock. It's right um, behind Heifer International. And it was a new experience for me because I don't eat meat. <laughs> Such a black person. I don't eat meat. And that was funny because um, even while we were there, they were like, you don't want any chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no. Rude. Rude. But can I get yeah. the chicken embryos? Can I get yeah. some eggs? So we went to Cat Heads and uh that experience we'll probably talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it different. We uh, might even cover that one up a little bit and yeah. not like expose anyone. Not expose anybody. But um one thing they had, and this is how I knew we were supposed to be friends, they had paper straws. <laughs> and when I left my review, I even told the owner, I was like, I was so impressed by the experience. The staff was great. The food was, the food was, uh, I'll call it Caucasian seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I have beef with. We'll cover that another day, but. <laughs> it was very Caucasian palatable so that means it's not going to be too spicy it's not going to be too but it was very comforting mm-hmm. it was like southern yeah. comfort food and yeah that's i can give kudos to that because yeah. everybody doesn't do all the extra seasons and stuff it but the other thing was the paper straws mm-hmm. and that's something that me and you both believe in like mm-hmm. we try not to use straws mm-hmm. um to save the earth because yeah. that's who we're we just, are. Yeah, we're just kind of hippie spirits. We kind of hippie but spirits. But then I, I feel like I don't even like saying that because it does an injustice because I just feel like that's an intelligent thing at this point. Most definitely. 
Like, if you are overusing Adulting. certain <laughs> items that are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they impressed me with the paper straw. So overall, I love cat heads. I, I will recommend it to anybody. I'm going to go there again because they mm-hmm. also had great drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Sunday brunch Most and they have a buffet. Mm-hmm. So they have lots of donuts and desserts and stuff. But then just like a plethora of white Gene. people seasoned food. <laughs> just kidding. You said white people what? <laughs> seasoned food. No. I mean, there's lots of stuff. So you yes. just go through there and then they have mimosas and stuff yes. like that. So that was fun. So it was it was just what I needed because when you're drinking early in the morning mm-hmm. you don't need a lot of spice in your mm-hmm. food <laughs> it's not gonna be a good combination <laughs> yeah yeah but that was our um that was our number five meeting yeah i mean since we're grown-ups yep. so and this is actually where the idea of the podcast was born mm-hmm. how we started to work on it yep yeah so shout outs to catheads we yeah. love you yeah it's a, a great place it's a good experience like we're all about experiences i feel like that's mm-hmm. where i want to mm-hmm. be in my adulthood i don't even i'm i feel so dumb about this but it's like i don't even take pictures we went to colorado springs and denver last um last week i didn't take any pictures i don't take i don't take any pictures because i just don't have that mindset because i'm so busy taking everything in and just Mm -hmm. living in the moment that i don't document it you're living in the spicy life yeah i love it that's where i want to be yeah 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 so the dessert part is just a pleasurable experience so it may or may not pertain to our topic but yeah, this was this was part of the friendship kind of train we're running here, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Do you love it? I love it. Yeah. I love my spicy life. Yeah. I love my <laughs> spicy life too. Because at this point, like I don't even want to travel because I know travel is something that we have in common. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go. Don't even try and take me to a restaurant I've already been to when I go. That's my travel rule. Yeah. I want to engulf myself completely in the experience. And I want to see places. And I want to go to the, I don't want to go to the touristy spots. I want to go to the local spots. I want yep. to just see everything. Yep. Because that's where you get the experience stuff and never going to make that up. Life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this is going to be a weekly podcast. We're okay. going to keep, you know, keep trucking on the relationship train. What are, what are we going to do on the next one? On the next one, um, we're going to keep in mind with the theme of love. And I guess since it will be the week of Valentine's Day for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. we should talk about <laughs> like intimate, intimate relationships. Love. Yeah. Or we could do romantic type love. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. We could do young, like young love versus grown love. Most definitely we could do Ooh. that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, looking back on young love. I don't even Yikes. know which one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're looking at a spicy life point of view, there's good and bad in all of it anyways. Yes. So, yes. and you just got to decide what you think is palatable or not. Most definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, we appreciate you guys listening. I mean... I don't, I don't, we don't really know the format. This is the, I mean, we know the format, but this is the pilot. So we're just going to ride it. We yep. just like, we just like to go with the flow. And I thank y'all for um, getting to know a little bit of cinnamon and getting to know a little bit of ginger. ginger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See so, y'all next week. See ya.